0: Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we are in the second week of Forsaken Shores, the Devil's Roar Campaign, and soon we will be getting cargo runs. But first, I want to take this episode to talk about the lore. Alright, first up on today's docket, let's cover the developer update that we got this week. Thankfully, not much has really changed. Uh, Devil's Roar is going great, Forsaken Shores is being enjoyed by all except for the few people who think it's a little too dangerous. We kind of knew that going in, guys. It's volcanoes. What did you think volcanoes were going to do? No, in, in all seriousness, uh, the volcanoes are amazingly deadly. And uh, that's kind of cool, because honestly, it's... it's been interesting to have an element of danger with the actual environment itself as opposed to just expecting when the next uh, gunpowder skeleton is going to pop up from the ground or a storm is going to wreck you, you know, like you can kind of survive through most of the stuff nowadays and I think the volcanoes really pose the first major threat we've seen that hasn't been skeleton based or mythical beast based. Uh, Speaking of which, I finally got attacked by the Kraken since uh, July, which that was pretty cool. I want to talk about that later though. So this week, there's not going to be a maintenance, and they're mostly going to be buckling down on making sure that cargo runs are going well. They've done some pioneer testing, they've taken some feedback, they've tested it, they're retesting it, and this this next coming week will hopefully be the smooth launch of cargo runs and hopefully the return of the merchants in Morrow's Peak Outpost. Because uh, so many times I'm going up there and I'm like, all right, guys, let's float this banana crate. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, because we can still turn it in. We might have the supplies. And they're like, yeah, but why? And I'm like, oh, there's no merchant. Dang it. Okay, skip that. It's not worth it, especially when it's at the end of the night and you're finished up with everything else. So, this week, we aren't getting a bug fix, but we do know, ahead of time, that the weekly stream is going to be featuring Kata Rath. Who, if you don't know, you should really go check her out. Because her, as well as Shumba, Octagon Ron, uh, Thevious, Fox, I'm forgetting someone who's also really important that I love watching. God, nope. It's not. Uh, can't do it. Nope. Uh-uh. Anyway, Kiderath or uh, Kiderath is amazing. She is probably probably one of the most notorious pirates in the streaming community for just how bloodthirsty she is. Uh, the one time that I popped into her stream recently, she was actually running around grabbing messages uh, from the barrels, and I I was kind of surprised because there, there wasn't. Bloodshed currently happening on stream, or or plunder being turned in. So I'm interested to see if maybe maybe we'll get a little more bloodshed on the Sea of Thieves with those rare sales. Maybe maybe we can get a, a, a rare sales that are are red instead of uh instead of blue. I don't know. Red rare. Red red rare. Red rare. Red rare. It's backwards for something. Anyway, we also found out some stuff from the New York Comic Con. So, as of Sunday, the video of the panel hasn't been uploaded, and chances are we may not see it until Monday earliest, but most likely expect it Tuesday. We did get a little bit of information from the panels, thanks to the people who actually went to it. We found out what the Bilge Rat Adventure for the last week of October... Well, okay, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be the last week of October, because I'm assuming that's when we'll get it, after, first, uh, after the Devil's Roar campaign is done. So... At the last week of October during Halloween, they'll be calling it the Festival of the Damned. And this will probably be the first introduction of face paint into the world. So far, there's three cosmetics that were displayed at the panel. One of them looks like a skull. Something that kind of reminds me of the Halloween fight from the scene in Karate Kid, you know, where Danny's like running and, and the 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 bullies are going out the, you know, the cobra kai are going after him and they're wearing the, the spandex skeleton suits and they got the face paint and anyway there's another one that looks like your face was kind of grabbed by the boogeyman it's got these this this large creepy handprint like stretched across your face uh, like me I don't know maybe you got slapped by him I don't know it's it's kind of weird but uh, I'm gonna roll with it uh and then there's one that I I don't quite understand it's it's two shades of blue and it, and it but it only covers your eyes and the nose it was it was like a if, if it were, like, pure black, it would kind of remind me of of um the mask uh, Robin from the Batman DC comics. The one that he wears where it just kind of covers, like, the bridge of his nose and his eyes. So I'm not really sure what that's about. But the funny thing is is uh, I didn't know that they were going to be doing this face painting. And, gosh, what I want to say was like maybe a couple days before I found out, I went and I photoshopped. Um, a skull like a like a like just one of the order of souls skulls one of the ones you turn in i taken a screenshot of it like hol- holding up to the sun I clipped that and then I grabbed a photo of my pirate wearing a wig and I and I just put it on him and I and I tagged some of the Rare devs thinking like, hey, you know, this would be kind of cool having some of these like Victorian style or like I- Italian styled masks. These half masks that you tend to see, y- you kind of see them like associated with like plague doctors or, you know, during the during the the, the Black Plague. Um, it's I don't know, for some reason, I really want masks now. I don't know where that it's probably just Halloween. It's probably just me thinking of skeletons and masks and how cool it would look if you had like this kind of glowing Eyes, uh, half mask over your pirate's face as he's running around. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I thought it looked cool. I, some other people thought it was a cool. I also did a weird thing too with some, some. I'm getting off track. You guys can't get. I have to stay on track. Don't let me get off track. I've. So okay, going back to the the Festival of the Damned. Um, I found out some information. And I don't know how, I don't know how valid this is. I'm, I'm just basing it off of stuff that I saw. But the, the theme of it is is kind of based around something that I know uh, Captain Nightmare and I had talked about where he's he's been a huge proponent of like the Sea of the Damned, you know, like going to, going like docking in, in the Land of the Damned. At, at the at the port there where it's like you go and everyone's a ghost and you're a ghost and, you, and the only way you can get there is by dying and and you have to take you know you have to take the ferryman ship to the to the the outpost and stuff this is kind of like that from what i understand what what we know from some people that you know have have heard from this is that in the ferry there will be a well of spirits um the well of spirits is a flame that changes color depending on how people have died. Uh, this is this is kind of like the idea of like being eaten by a shark or getting hit with a volcanic rock or um, like a like a, oh gosh I can't even think of some um, powder keg skeletons and and I guess the color changes and you get different things. They said that players can interact with the well using their lanterns to quote unquote gather the flame. This can be used to decorate your ships as well as interact in the world in different ways that haven't been detailed yet. I don't know how accurate this stuff is from the Discord server, but uh, I'm just kind of going with it. Um, it seems interesting. I, I love the idea of, of you know, long ago, long, long, long time ago. You guys remember when they had a suggestion, especially I, I think it was around May, that they were contemplating the idea of having a death death tax like you had to pay a certain amount of gold to the ferryman to be able to be let back onto into the world of sea of thieves and in and, and the community railed against it because it really took away the uh the the fun of wanting to actually i don't know just die in fun ways you know one of the cool things about the ferryman of the damned is that he always brings you back you know granted you're in his service but he's always willing to send you back for the most part and to be able to die in fun ways is always interesting to see, like, just, you know, what's what's an interesting outcome for this situation? You know, can I get swallowed up by the Megalodon and survive? I don't know. I fought her once, and it was pretty awesome because I held her off from attacking our brigantine at the time. And, uh, yeah, just me and my sword blocking her, keeping her from, from swimming. She, she kept swimming against me. It was pretty awesome. I'm pretty strong for a pirate. I'm getting off track. You guys are getting me off track. Anyway, so that's gonna be the the next fairy, or that's gonna be the next build rat adventure. It'll be really cool. This is kind of like a. It's an interesting take on the whole theme of like holiday events. Like if this is how holiday events go, uh, I can imagine something like this for some of the other holidays. As far as like you know, giving chests to other people. For the the for the the kind of holiday Christmas season ish, you know, you you get accommodations for people turning in chests that you gave them, something like that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and this is kind of, this, I'm I'm gonna go into this a little. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let me let me switch topics because I I told you it was gonna be a lore episode. It's gonna be a lore low. L- it's gonna be a lore episode, so let's just jump right into that, and then afterwards, uh, I'll, I'll close out the the rest of the evening episode. Whatever, I'm so done. <laughs> All right, uh, I've I've kind of composed myself. I've I've kind of gotten back to normal, kinda. Uh, next up on today's docket, I wanted to talk about lore and. I promised you I would dig into this, and I have, and I've got a lot of theories and a lot of ideas. But there's one before I get into the Devil's Road that I wanted to bring up, because this was something that I, I was digging around today, actually. I was digging around and looking for information on the little snippets of information that they give you for every item. Every item in the game has some little snippet of information, whether it's just a little explanation of what a thing is, or, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I go to my weapons kit, and I open up the weapons kit, and I start thumbing through all the new weapons. And the first one that I get to that I thought was something else was actually the sword from the Wailing Barnacle set. And the thing that was interesting about this was, for one, we got this a while ago so you know why i didn't notice this back then surprises me because i never bothered to mention it or think of it or even look at it the set lets you know that the wailing barnacle is actually a shipwreck the sword says that the sword came from the from the shipwreck and i don't think this is one that's currently in the game I don't, I don't think this is in the game anywhere. I've never seen, I've never come across a shipwreck called the Wailing Barnacle. And it makes me wonder if the ship was called the Wailing Barnacle before it was a shipwreck or after it was a shipwreck. Maybe it was something that was called after. Because I'm, I'm trying to think back and I'm like, okay, well, the Wailing Barnacle set, the clothing set, came into the game as a result of the, the mermaid statues, something not many people really bring up. In fact, a lot of people seem to really dislike it. I actually thought it was really nice because it was a nice reprieve from constantly dying to gunpowder skeletons all the yeah. time. So it was kind of nice to just go out and have a nice chill night going around shooting and blowing up statues. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't too dangerous, you know? It, it wasn't okay, it wasn't dangerous at all. We we found a little loophole. Anyway. So the Wailing Barnacle set came in with the mermaid statues. And the mermaid statues were something that were was told to us from Duke, the Dark Lord. That it was something we had to go destroy. We had to go destroy these cursed statues. We don't know why. We don't know where they came from. We don't even understand what they really even did. Except to make a weird noise. And they made a lot of noise. Like a, like a wailing kind of siren type noise. And it makes me wonder if the Wailing Barnacle is referring to the ship that ran aground on one of these mermaid statues maybe this maybe this ship was called something else before and maybe it was something that duke was uh very close to maybe there was something on that ship or someone on that ship that he was very close to and uh and it ran aground on one of these mermaid statues and it got rammed into their hull so hard to the point where it made them sink that it was affixed to their hull like being stuck on there. Like a barnacle. And it just kept humming. This weird little hum. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe I'm not. Maybe maybe I'm onto something crazy here. Maybe, the, maybe Duke wanted to stop this from happening from another ship that he wanted to come into the Sea of Thieves. And that's why he wanted us to go kill all these statues. Maybe the constant hum is actually something that he's just too familiar with. And maybe the Wailing Barnacle set was our reward for destroying them. I don't know. Seems kind of weird, but I'm looking forward to seeing seeing just how much of that comes back. Because uh, we we obviously we know we know now that the next Bill's Rat Adventure uh, probably won't deal with whaling barnacle stuff. Like we haven't got the whaling barnacle equipment or or liveries yet. Isn't that kind of weird, guys? Like, why where where is this stuff? What happened? We had like two weeks of oddity. And it didn't make any sense. So I feel like this is something that got pushed forward from a future expansion that we just don't know about. And that the lore part of it will come in later on. I'm hoping that's the case. I really do. So that's kind of my thoughts. I just wanted to share that with you. Going into other parts. I want to talk about the, uh, I think I'll split this now. So I'll split this part and then I'm going to talk about some of the the lore stuff for actual, actual Forsaken Shores. All right, next up on today's docket, lore. So I wanted to talk to you guys about the lore, but I, I just I just realized just before I hit record that I wanted to take a moment to kind of review, because I don't really review this, you know? I don't do like a proper like, what do I think of the game in its state today? Looking back, after six months of gameplay, I've decided that I really enjoy this game. In fact, I think this is
1: probably one of the best games
0: all year round. Ra- and I don't do that, you know? So I guess, I guess I just wanted to take a couple minutes and tell you kind of my experience with Aurora and my feelings on how it turned out uh, the the stuff that we're doing in it what it's kind of opened up um just in general so okay so as a whole i would say that the state of the game right now if you were a person looking to buy this game and You would look at it, you you know, you checked out reviews and initial reviews kind of panned it because because they didn't feel like a whole lot was going on in the game. Six months later, I got to say, this game is so much more than it was when it first started. And there's so much in the game that really, that really kind of, I mean, first off, having people come into the game that haven't, haven't played in a while, just the inventory system in general mind-blowing for them. But jumping into the game now, I feel like there's so much content to actually work off of. Uh, you know, there's we have well over, let's see, 15, 30, 40, it, at least a good 50 to 60 islands now. Most of them being really awesome with tons and tons of bits of little stuff. And I'm really glad to see that Rare is just constantly iterating on what's going on uh, with, with the game. It's a lot of fun. I have a great time doing it. The Devil's Roar has been exceptional. I'm just starting to get to the point now where I can recognize islands based on their shape and where they are in relation to each other. The wall paintings, I think, are some of the weakest part of the content so far. None of them are... As diverse as the ones that are in the, like the ancient Isles, for example. A lot of the ones in the ancient Isles are very centered centered around certain things like um, birds or uh, crabs, uh, sharks, things like that. It feels like all of the wall paintings in the world for Forsaken Shores are very similar. Like the ancient people of the of the of this land. Seemed to all kind of worship the, the volcanoes and treated them as like bringers of death. Like each each boulder coming from the volcano is shaped like a skull. Some people are upside down while others are standing. And I wonder if they acknowledge their fate uh, for living in such a land. You know, if, if if there's, 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 okay. So there's an interesting one and this is kind of Lori, lore lore ish kind of thing, but there's one of them that's of a boat that has three people, but two are upside down, suggesting that they might be dead. I That's that you know, kind of you know, it kind of goes back to the Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Um, Right side up, downside, you know, going going between worlds. leaving one of them alive uh three people on a ship could be a brigantine the though these the, these are supposed to be from lands of the past i wonder if maybe they just foretell the future uh, of things that may have come or, or may have yet to come so it's it's hard to know but the the volcanoes are amazing I would love to have magma flows down the volcanoes to the ocean to cause a lot of steam which would explain the superheated temperatures outside of just the the heat from the actual ground itself um I would have loved to have different types of skeletons just for forsaken shores, if that makes sense. Like, I know the environment is is the main fear here, but if... If we're killing skeleton captains and the skulls look different, I was kind of hoping that the that the you know their clothes would have been singed or on fire even. Like, where where's the fire in the game? Um, you know, I kind of wanted a little more a little more variety in that instead of them using the same the same uh, uh, you know models that they have for the rest of the game with the skeletons. So that that was kind of a, a bummer. Um, the frequency of the islands erupting, I think, is fine you just have to you, you just got to play it safe man you got to pay attention you know if you're not if you're on an island and it starts to to shake get out of there just go <laughs> run i can't tell you how many times i've been on an island Someone left, and I still managed to get the quest done that we were there for. You know, unless it's Order of Souls, which is always harder. But even then, you've got the geysers. The geysers are, are amazing, too. The geysers, one-shotting skeletons and, like, two or three-shotting captains. Awesome. So much easier to deal with, man. You. It's like it's like the, the, the pent of Pent up rage that I had for for like gunpowder or uh, for for the flintlock pistol skeletons and and the eye of reach skeletons watching them spawn next to a geyser and just getting obliterated by a geyser is just like yes victory I love that so the superheated water probably my favorite part of the the volcanoes uh, the the smoke and the eruption the sound is on point with this stuff man I don't know how they get the sound for this stuff but. It is it is amazing. It is spot on. I can't I can't even express just like I don't know what a volcano sounds like in real life, but I've seen enough films and I've seen enough videos of this of what it is. I've only been in one volcano thing ever, and that was in Alaska, and it was just ash. We didn't actually have any lava, um, but the ash that comes when you're in the area after a volcano has stopped looks perfect. The only thing that's missing is the fact that it doesn't clump up on anything, but it looks just like it looks in real life. It's crazy. Uh trying to think okay so uh, geysers got talked about love geysers i think they're really cool i used one to get up on a higher ridge the other night to get a chest that was like an instant elevator it was hilarious it felt like i was playing halo again um talked about the superheated water i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i can really say i like that there's uh fewer cannons on these islands i felt like the cannons were on a lot of islands and that was always a big pain in the butt especially when you would have to sail around and avoid certain islands just just because you knew like cannons were gonna be on that side. Um I'm really looking forward to cargo runs. I think cargo runs in Forsaken Shores are gonna be really tough with the uh, with the bottles of rum. I think those are going to be the hardest to deal with. Cloth and plants, I think, are going to be a little bit easier. The rowboats are great. Uh, I think the rowboats are probably one of the best additions to the game since, gosh, well, I don't know, because that's it's kind of tough for me to say. I would say, like, them being added as an additional vehicle is on point with the brig, because the brig was perfect for three-man crews. The 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 folks, the streamers out there, um, Foxdie, Kaida, Shumba, All of them doing solo Athena's runs in a rowboat and then getting it down to an hour. That's just that's just awesome. That's so cool. I love it. Um, With everyone in Forsaken Shores, I think it's great to go around now and do the old uh, world. Uh, And, you know, that's something else that I wanted to talk about, too. I was talking with Captain Nightmare about this, and we were trying to work out what to call the old Sea of Thieves area. We didn't want to call it Vanilla, and I I kind of touched on the idea of calling it the Three Seas. Uh, So, I don't know. What do you guys think? What would be a good name for the original Sea of Thieves area? Because now it's just like, okay, well, the Devil's Roar is the Devil's Roar, and the Sea of Thieves is the Sea of Thieves thieves, but it's all the Sea of Thieves, like everything Sea of Thieves. So do we call it the three C's? What do you think? Let me know. I don't know. That's just kind of me ping-ponging ideas. I- I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are, or maybe what what would be a good uh, a good name for that. So the-, the-, the expansion overall has been amazing, and the fact that this is the longest lead time they've had, and every content update from now on will get this same amount of attention to detail. And if they're willing to, if they're willing to test this stuff and they're willing to put it out there to pioneers and the pioneers are willing to put in that feedback and they respect that feedback and, and, you know, work accordingly with it. I can't wait to see what's coming out in this world. I've got a couple ideas that I'm going to talk about based on some of the stuff I found in the lore. Uh, well, actually I've only got one idea that I, I want to talk about that's coming in there, but I was talking on Twitter about some other stuff as far as like a Swampland. Oh man, I can't wait. tiadoma stuff like with Pirates of Car- It's going to be, it would be so sick to take a rowboat down a swampy area really wanting that rare let's do it let's
1: do it we could do it we could do it together
0: it'll be awesome call me anyway i think i think that's going to be it for the roar i think i think it's probably one of my the it's probably the most fun i've had playing the game because the environment has been now a, a, a threat as well as skeletons as well as other pirates and now you really have to worry about it but the the amount of gold you get holy cow the amount of gold you get in the devil's roar is so good there's so
1: much i love it it's
0: so much gold uh can we get the can we get the cursed chests to get an upgrade i, I i'm so tired of digging up like chests of sorrows and ch- grog chests at the normal rate can can i get the can i get those upgraded that's the only thing i'm really bugging about uh, the villainous skulls for two k, spot on, dude. I'll take it. I would. I love turning in Athena's chests for six grand. That's amazing. I haven't found a box of wondrous secrets. Um, I know it's out there. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really caring if I find it. Karen, Karen the Kraken. I'm not really caring if I find it or not. Uh, if I do, cool. I think it would be hilarious if I found one, sealed it out to Discovery Ridge and dropped it on some Sloops thing and was just like, hey, you go, dude. you might want to go take a trip over to Forsaken Shores. <laughs> Have a good day. And just like peace out on him with it. But other than that, I mean, gosh, it's such a good expansion. And I can't wait for the next one, although I'm really content with this. And I think I'm going to be even more interested to see how cargo runs impact sailing in the old realm now, uh, the three seas. Because we know that they're supposed to be on regular islands, but, you know, until we actually see it, we're not really sure how it's going to work. Uh, that being said, I I guess uh, two thumbs, two or... One thumb, one hook up. One thumb, one hook up. We'll go with that. That's that's my review. One thumb, one hook up. <laughs> so dumb. All right. So, next up on today's docket, um I'm actually going to talk about lore. Uh, I know I talked about that a lot, and you, you've been waiting. You're like, God, Logan, just get to the lore bit. Okay, so I kind of touched on the uh, the the actual wall paintings. There's not much with them. Uh, the lore behind them are all just kind of based around the same concept. There's death, and it's fiery death, and the, the volcanoes are the result of the fiery death. So I'm going to skip out on that, and I'm just going to go into what I found with... Um, with the journals. And thankfully, you guys aren't going to believe this. I actually managed to get my pirate to read the journals for you. So I'm going to, I'm going to put in his readings of these, uh, and, and I'm going to cut to those. And then after he's done chatting, I'll, I'll come back. And then I want to touch on some of the stuff that, that he found. So here goes nothing.
1: Ruby's fall. I found a journal. I believe it's from Grace Morrow, Captain Over it, Morrow's Peak Up Post. There's a couple entries here. I figured I might as well read them out. No Land Like It is the first entry. The Forsaken Alliance has reached an accord and named this place the Devil's Roar. It's so damn hot especially compared to the last place. Flintlock Burt suggested it. He doesn't say much, but when he does, I listen. He's good with words, but folks just see him as a big dumb ox. Maybe I'll teach him to write. They can help me name some of these islands. Odds are we'll be here for a long time to come. This place is so violent, so inhospitable, but it's alluring too. We intend to make several trips, exploring, discovering, maybe even settling this land one day. Even Jim seems to like it. His usual aversion to anything dangerous seems to have been overtaken by his love for plunder. Hmm. The next entry here. Should we have come here? The pressures of this place, both literal and figurative, are taking their toll on my crew and Jim's. Our alliance is fraying. Even Ruby is out of sorts. She's never been keen on heights, and this land isn't exactly flat, but that's par for the course. The real problem, that damned box. Jim coined the term Box of Wondrous Secrets. He peeked inside, just a peek, mind, and could barely describe what he saw. Whatever's in there, it's not worth it, I fear, what it might do to our unity. That's all that's in this journal. I'll be back
0: when I find more. Alright, so now that you've kind of listened to those uh, with the Ruby's Fall one, I wanted to kind of take out some of the, the excerpts from that. So one of the things in the journal says, especially compared to the last place, where Grace Morrow is talking about how hot the Devil's Roar is, and... This is really interesting to me because it's, it's alluding to other parts of the world, other parts uh, that they have visited. Now, one of the things that you'll, you'll hear later on is kind of where Grace grew up, which, spoiler alert, I, I guess it was in the, in the wilds. Uh, but to, to kind of, you know, before jumping too far ahead, I wanted to talk about the last place. What does the last place mean? And this is where I think that the last place could be something that she's referring to being the exact opposite of the devil's roar. And the exact opposite of some place that's really hot is some place that's really cold. And I'm wondering if maybe the next place that we get is actually gonna be frozen. If it's actually gonna be like a frozen, Iceland. Now I am not the first to suggest this. In fact, I I'm, I'm I'm hearing this from other people who have cool ideas about cool ideas. Don't no no pun intended. But ideas of like what it would be like to to sail into these worlds, you know, where you're you're sailing into an icy area and your ship starts to get stuck if it sits too long in one place and the ice starts to form on the top layer of the water like keeping you stuck. In the in your ship stuck in the water, and you actually have to go out, and you know you have to use your shovel. You got to use your shovel. You got to break up the ice. You know it's. A, I mean, how many how many times have you guys? Walked around and started hitting the deck with your shovel to make a make a noise for and, and you know like some sort of music. Y'all, I know you've done it. Don't even say like you haven't even played around. Even right now, you can see yourself doing it in game. So I know you did it. Captain Nightmare and I had been talking. We talked about a lot of things, but all the things that we kind of speculate on is is one of the things he thought was really cool was is if you could actually break ice up that was on your deck. So if if it was like slippery and stuff, you had to actually like. Use your shovel to break the ice on, on the deck of your ship, on around the, the ship itself to, to, to keep it from being frozen in place. Frozen tundras are something I'm very familiar with living in Alaska for so long. We had tons of frozen tundras up there and it was always kind of marshy. And it was really just kind of an interesting idea. Like, you know, why would she talk about this? Why would she mention that little bit of, especially compared to the last place? Unless Rare is trying to allude to the fact that we are going to be getting something frozen eventually hopefully i don't know kind of reminds me of the whole super mario brothers 3 thing where it's like <laughs> you know world one is grassland that's the sea of Thieves. world two is uh, desert land and that's that's forsaken shores world three is uh i think iceland so <laughs> that's like there's where my train of thought goes i don't know why uh the the next little bit that i wanted to kind of kind of pull out was the line that says We intend to make several trips, exploring, discovering, maybe even settling this land one day. And it seems to me that it was always Morrow's plan to make this place kind of a a home, more than just like a gold mine. So the reason I bring this up is kind of goes back to a couple episodes where I where I talked a little bit about the the kind of beta that or not beta but the 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 early development of the game when they were kind of prototyping everything and they actually prototyped having um, forts you know with on on islands specifically smugglers Bay and and I wonder if maybe they're putting this in as kind of a like a, a reminder like hey, you know, see thieves can be like you know developed more and more, and and they have said Mike's Mike Chapman said in p- previous things that he would like to see them go, and as the game progresses, as the game gets older, and people are here more often, the more people to come, that places start to get built up, and that and that's reflected on the outposts you know the outposts become towns or cities and new outposts spring up in different areas so you're constantly um having this evolution of the world you know as we as we go along and whether that takes a year maybe it takes two years maybe it takes five years who knows you know i mean uh with dalaran in world of warcraft for a long time was just a hole in the ground and then it became a city and then it moved And then it became a city in a place that it was before. And then they upgraded it to high definition. So I, I know that this is something that I would love to see. I'm sure it's something that Rare would like to see. And I know it's something that Rare has prototyped. So having these little bits in a journal feel like the steps, just the small little, you know, like a couple steps out the front door for us to get on this adventure towards exploring the idea of what would a city, what would a town or a port look like in Sea of Thieves? Uh, It's something that the, the the citizens of Sea of Thieves are aware want to happen. And hopefully we'll actually get, you know, maybe eventually we'll pay enough to the, uh, the the people for all these clothing and stuff. They can actually start upgrading their shops. Uh, they obviously seem to get new stuff in from time to time. The last line in the first entry for the Ruby's Fall Journal mentions that even Jim seems to like it. His usual aversion to anything dangerous seems to be overtaken by his love of plunder. I, I love this line, these two lines, because it, it really kind of pokes, it really kind of points out two things about Jim that we, we now understand. One, he's a coward. Uh, and two, he's a greedy coward. And some of the best villains in the world have been ones just looking to save their own skin and get as much gold doing it. Uh, some of the best characters are like that. So, it's interesting considering the fact that he was a gold hoarder, something that we found out thanks to the gold hoarder at Morrow's Peak. We we saw the key tattoo, but having it confirmed by another another character in the game by the fact that he was. Um, he was an apprentice to the gold hoarder, the, the original gold hoarder, and he was part of the, the gold hoarder trading company. So it, it's it's interesting that he would specifically, because we obviously find out like why he's here and what's going on, but it's so interesting to think that, that this dude is still, to this day, as young as he is, considering how long it's been, uh, just based on some of the information off of Ruby's journals, and how Ruby looks compared to what she looked like when we first saw her in the teaser trailer—how young she was there—and then to go and actually find out that he is—he's—I'm—I'm I'm just gonna say—he's working for the gold hoarder, and the gold hoarder is in the comics. If you haven't read the comics, it's really interesting because the pirate lord's kids are out seeking the pirate lord's first kind of like he—he's kind of um what's the word? Bequo? But be, be, no. He, he's kind of, he's given them an inheritance. I, I can't remember what the word is. You, don't, don't email me what the word is. I, I, I'll find it. Uh, he's given them a voyage to go find this treasure. And we find out by the end of the comic books. And I'm spoiling this, so if you haven't read the comics, don't hate me because you've had plenty of time. I haven't talked about it for a reason. This is the perfect time to actually bring it up. The Gold Hoarder is going to eventually make his way to the game, I think. And I think it's because of... Stitcher Jim. I think Stitcher Jim is the first bit to bring in the lore about the Gold Hoarder, because from the comics, we know that the Gold Hoarder was after the kids of the Pirate Lord for his treasure, because he stole it from them. He stole their treasure, his crew's treasure. And I think... I think this is what is going to lead us to, hopefully, his two kids being in the game, the Gold Hoarder being in the game, and us finding out more information about the Pirate Lord, because we know that his kids found his treasure, the the first start for them becoming Pirate Legends, for them to be able to, to see him again in the Pirate Legend Tavern. I've seen him. He's pretty cool. He's a nice guy. He's got a couple daggers in his back, so I'm trying to figure out what happened there. But something... Something tells me that the reason he was stabbed was because of the pistols, the pair of pistols that are cursed that prevent you from being able to fire any weapons, which is why he probably died to a stabbing. But the gold hoarder was after the kids for so long, and I'm and I'm willing to bet that that he that that Jim is under the power of the gold hoarder, the original gold hoarder skeleton, who's now or who's now after Pirate Lord. And I think and this is uh this is starting to get like Super tinfoil hat territory here, but I'm starting to think that the pirate lord has started to use the Order of Souls as a way of feeding secrets to him by us bringing the skulls of the cursed captains. Because the cursed captains, as far as we know, work for Captain Flameheart or the Gold Hoarder. We know they work for some of them. You know, it could be a split. We're not sure why. We, we don't know what the tie is between the pirate lord and captain flameheart just yet but we know that both of them have or uh, we know that one of them has skeletons i'm wondering if the gold hoarder skeletons were killing them and we're taking these skulls to the order of souls and the order of souls is reading the minds of these skeleton captains to find out one where treasure is and two the secret that that the secrets that they have and i'm wondering you know okay well what's what's the point of the order of souls even getting these secrets like what are they doing with the secrets I think they're feeding them to the Pirate Lord. I think they're giving them to the Pirate Lord to see how close the skeletons are to getting his treasure. The treasure that he stole from the Gold Hoarder. The original one. And that Stitcher Jim is the first living servant of the Gold Hoarder that we've seen. And that hopefully, hopefully we'll start to actually get more information about who he is and, you know, like what what his goals are in the game. Because just being Stitcher Jim's like boss isn't going to be good enough for me. I need to know, like, is he going after the Pirate Lord? Will the Pirate Lord have to come back from the ferryman? Like he says he's done, but man, I tell you what, if his kids are in danger and they're, they're out there trying to become pirate legends so that they can meet him and the gold hoarder is coming back and saying like nah i'm gonna kill your kids uh, dude i think i think it'd be worth it for him to come back i think he it might take a trip to the to the ferry to be like yo dude let me back in my kids need my help and he's you know who knows i don't know that's just my crazy thoughts maybe i don't know that that's just my crazy crazy hypothesis i haven't even gotten to the second entry yet guys <laughs> All right, so finally on to the second entry. <laughs> so right off the bat, we get a whopper of a bit of information where she talks about the pressure of the place, both literal and figurative, are taking their toll on my crew and Jim's. Our alliance is fraying. This is the first indication that Jim is not part of Morrow's crew. So long, we were sitting there trying to work out like, okay, who is Jim? Why are there five people? How come four are dead? Where, who is Morrow? You know, this is the first time we, we actually find out that the Alliance it has Jim with his own crew. And we don't, there's a few things we don't know. How big of a ship did he have? You know, how many crew members were, were in his alliance or were in the Alliance to begin with? Was it just two ships? Because it sounds like it was just two ships. And it sounds like Jim might have been in a brig. And this kind of goes back to that wall painting that I was talking about, whether that was like things to come or things that have just passed recently. Was was that picture depicted of Jim killing his crewmates in Forsaken Shores, three people on a ship in an alliance of two ships, a galleon being one of them, a brig being, being another? It's so interesting. And this really kind of goes back to the idea of why we got alliances with cursed sales. Like we were so so trying to work out like why would we ever want to not be an alliance? And it kind of came down to well, we do want to be an alliances because it's free gold. But if people want a hundred percent of the profit and don't want to have to sacrifice any of it for a 50% cut, that's where you get the backstabs. Something I've done, something I know other people have done. I'm not, I'm not the only one. And that's where greedy pirates comes in. And I think this is really interesting to 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 kind of suggest that you know in this in 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 this world even their their alliance was having a, a you know it was getting getting kind of uh, kind of sketchy you know like what's really going to happen here we don't really know but I do wonder if Jim killed his crewmates and if so where where are their cor- corpses and what's their their story I don't know all right so I know everyone should be aware of the, the last bit of this journal, which talks about the, the real problem, the box. What is the box? Well, the box called The Wondrous Secrets, something that Jim talked about, that he says that he's he's kind of like look, looked into and Morrow's confirmed it. It's obviously what is driving him to want to be in The Devil's Roar. And he wants to get this for his master, based on the on the letter that that uh, Grace Morrow has. She actually shows you a letter, and if you read it, it talks a lot about how Jim is going to poison the captain, how he's going to take out the rest of the crew, and how he's going to get the box of secrets or box of wonder secrets for his master, the gold hoarder. Uh, it's interesting because like we we don't know what's in it. And they don't say what's in it. We just know that it's secrets, wondrous secrets. And that's kind of an ominous thing for him to call it uh, when he's the only one that's actually looked in it. Right now, you can find these in-game. They're worth about 25,000 gold pieces. And you turn them into Morrow at the outpost. She's the only one that'll take them. You don't turn them in for rep or anything like that. She's taking them to get them out of the world. She's she's taking them for safekeeping because she doesn't want anyone else to turn mad or go crazy or go get influenced by their power for whatever it is. And it's and it's interesting to me because this kind of goes against the idea of the uh the the and I'm gonna go on a small tangent here. Her ship, the Shroud Breaker, was able to break through the Sea of Thieves, uh the 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 Devil's Breath. Is it Devil's Breath? Um, no, no, the, the Shroud, the Devil's Shroud. Man, I almost messed that up. I've been so mad at myself if I did. It was able to break through the shroud. Oh duh. It's called the Shroud Breaker, Logan. Duh. Anyway, it's late. I'm sorry. The Devil Shroud. So the Shroud Breaker, the figurehead. For whatever reason, it was shaped some way, and it was able to break through the the Devil Shroud. Now, if you don't know, the Devil Shroud only destroys wood and metal objects. Like it doesn't bother cloth, it doesn't bother animals, it doesn't bother people for, for what you like. If you could float, you could float through the devil shroud and be just fine. The reason you can't take a ship is because it destroys the materials of a ship. It just they disintegrate. So it's really interesting to know that there was a charmed item in the world, period. That was that just happened to be the Shroud Breaker. We've never heard of a charmed item in the world. Everything's been cursed. this, curse that. Curse, curse you box of secrets, curse you skull, you know, all the curse you sales, curse you cruise, you know, it's always been curse, 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 curse. The fact that we just now got an item in the game, well, an, an item in the world, I should say, that's charmed is interesting because does that, does that mean that we're going to be getting other charmed items in the, in the world? Are we going to be able to get things that are... I like what makes a charm? Like we know what makes a curse. If you read the the lore book, you know. Uh, or if you were or were there for, for Wanda, it just takes a lot of emotion to make something cursed. Is that the same thing with a charm? Or does a charm have to be done by someone special? Like a witch doctor that lives in the swamps that we're gonna get soon. TM. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Anyway, the Shroud Baker busted up into a bunch of pieces and the pieces went out into the sea and there was enough of them and they were potent enough to be able to break the shroud revealing the devil's roar which is how we managed to get there and once that happened Morrow slapped Jim in the face I presume sent him on a rowboat and told him to go out the liar's backbone which is very fitting for a dude that says that he's not guilty because he's obviously guilty we found out from the last weekly stream that he's guilty so we know he's guilty He's on liar's backbone, and he's talking about how Morrow is the bad person. Morrow's not the bad person. She's the she's the believe the women. That's that's as political as I'm getting. Uh, so we find out that the shroud breaker is a, a, you know maybe there could be another shroud breaker. Maybe we get a shroud breaker in game, and maybe that's how we're able to pass through the devil shroud, and that's how we're getting into different areas. And maybe maybe the different areas are only accessible if you have. The Shroud Breaker, and maybe the Shroud Breaker is a microtransaction for $10, and I just ruined your whole night. It's not, it's not going to, I didn't, they're not actually going to do that. No one's going to do that. They're nice enough. I'll, I'll pay for pets. No one's going to have to pay microtransactions to get to different areas. So, <laughs> I don't know why I got mean all of a sudden. Uh, so, I think it's really interesting that we're getting... And I want you to go out to the Shroud Breaker, too, because on the Shroud record, the actual wreck at Morrow's Peak Outpost, there's a, just, just at the top of the staircases up to the aft castle uh, th- at the stern of the ship, there's these little lanterns that look um, suspiciously like nothing else we've seen in-game. But if you follow certain people on the internet who do dirty things and dig up some stuff... In a mining sort of sense, you may recognize those looking like uh, something else in the game that we may or may not ever see. So anyway, that's about as that's about as data mining as I'm gonna go into. So back to back to the actual like journal parts.
1: Okay, I found another one of these journals. This one was up at ashen reaches and i suppose i'll read it to you to get uh, get you off me back week 43 i talked to myself so much i started answering but you know what it isn't lonely here not really it's too loud and dangerous for me to feel alone it's more like living with a big angry monster. I entertain myself with games and by exploring the region. I have a grog or two if any bottles wash up. Sometimes the giant sharks try to eat me. I've noticed something. There's always a quake just before an eruption. I can avoid them if I'm careful, so I guess I'll get to survive a while longer. Uh, As last week, uh, numbers are all smooshed up, I can't read them. I've lost count of the years I've been here, but I'm not bored. The giant sharks keep me on my toes. I call the biggest, angriest one Redmaw. She reminds me of my mother. Then there was the merfolk incident. They weren't so friendly in these parts, but I've smoothed things over since I married their prince. Then the fairy of the damned appeared. If it had been any sooner, my crew might still be alive. It took a couple trips there, but how long was I truly gone? Decades? Who knows? The ferryman seemed amused to keep me in his service. Several years flew by during the invasion of the crabs. I wish someone had been there to see me take down Lord Pinch. What an epic adventure. And I suppose all those visits from the pirate lord helped. Gosh, I remember when he was still alive. Me, Jim, Ruby. We were practically kids. I miss home, but can't go back to the wilds. Not with folks like Jim out there. The roar is my home now. And it's my duty to protect it. That's all she wrote. Hopefully that helps you on whatever it is you're doing. I'm going back to plundering, killing skeletons, and chasing chicken. Man, that was beautiful. God, that
0: pirate can read. Isn't it good? I thought it was good. Anyway, you just heard from that pirate talking to you about the Ashen Reaches journal. So, one little bit that I wanted to pull out of there. Just a a little, one little word, one little word. Games. I entertain myself with games. Please. I'm hoping. I'm just hoping. Not betting. Not gambling. Just games. Just dice games. In the lore book, there's dice games. They explain to you how they're played. I think it'd be really cool. I think this would be a great little thing to just kind of, like, suggest, like, this is what's coming. Uh, other than that, that's, that's, oh, man, that's that's about it. But the, the giant sharks are what's interesting to to me. Like and it's kind of funny cuz they talk about giant sharks and I and I can't decide if they're talking about what she thinks are giant sharks or what are going to be coming later on which are like like devil's roar sharks which are red. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But uh it's kind of funny she tells you about like uh, the the earthquakes that happened before an eruption. We kind of knew. <laughs> I think anyone who's been on an island's kind of worked that one out. Not sure why they put that in there. But then going into the into the last entry for the journals of of the ones that I could find. I didn't find any other ones, and if someone knows of them and hasn't told me, you're a mean person and I don't like you. But the last journal entry talks a lot about like the the like the biggest shark the angriest one that she calls red ma that reminds her of her mother that's just that's so crazy to me and then the the, the merfolk incident i I'm, I'm curious to know like they said that the the merfolk weren't friendly in these parts like the devil's roar until she married the prince so where's the prince where is this prince of merfolk and is her being revealed going to help us find out more information about who the merfolk are, what, why they have statues that break ships and that hum? Maybe why we have the ability to use merfolk in the Devil's Roar is because she smoothed things over, and that's why we have them. Otherwise, why would mermaids be out in boiling hot water? I don't know. Not really something I thought was interesting. No, it was something I thought that was interesting. I just didn't know why they didn't elaborate more on it. Sorry, I had to clarify that. Uh, the This last journal so good. God, the, the ferryman of the damned appeared, and if... If it had been around sooner, my crew might still be alive. I think this is amazing. I think it's crazy to me to think that the Ferry of the Damned isn't just omnipresent. It isn't just everywhere. How come it's in the Devil's Roar now, but it wasn't before? Like, does that just mean, like, the ferryman has to actually decide where he, where his his power resides. I mean, we're all kind of in service. So once you're in service of the ferryman, does that mean that like, it doesn't matter where you die, you go to the ferryman? Or does that mean that if you die, even under his service in an area where he isn't like lording over that you will actually die? Is that what that means? I'm so confused. Why am I talking like this? Anyway, it's kind of crazy to think that she actually spent decades, uh, supposedly, taking trips to and from, spending time on the ferry of the damned, like hanging out with the ferryman. Like it's it's we- like what do you do on that ship, man? Like what happens? Um, then she goes into talking about the invasion of the crabs, which I'm assuming was like. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe the return of the crabs is something that's going to happen one day. We, we don't have crabs in the world. <laughs> what happened to the crabs? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, but ha- hearing her talk about Lord Pinch was kind of cool. Uh, I want to see a giant crab, and I would love to take down a, a, a giant crab. I'd like to take down a giant crab on land. Everything's been in the water so far, and you can't really fight a volcano. Can we can we get some land creatures at some point? Maybe. Please. I want some land crabs. Are there I guess that's kind of rhetorical, isn't it? Land crab. They're all there a lot of them are on crab. Anyway. Um, okay, so like, time to get a little more actual lore-ish, other than just like kind of gushing over the weird stuff that she's putting in her journals. She talks about the visits from the pirate lord. Something I thought it was really interesting because his own kids had to become pirate legends. We don't even know if they're pirate legends yet. They could still be working on becoming pirate legend. To this day, her kids don't get to see him, and or his kids don't get to see them see him. Wow, man, I'm having trouble today. Uh, but she got visit visited by the pirate lord. It's so strange, and the fact that she actually knew him. When he was alive, because if you read the comics, then you you'll you'll know that like he that that he went to the Sea of Thieves, he got his gold, he got the pistols, and then he came back and he fell in love and he had kids, and then at some point he left one pistol at the uh, at the tavern that's his, and he came back to the Sea of Thieves and started burying his treasure, and then some point between when he came back and when he died, he hung out with Grace with Jim and with Ruby and that they were practically kids. Now practically kids to me says young adult. So I'm thinking like 18, 16, sometime around then, back then it was a lot younger for them to to be considered adults. Um, But it's interesting to me to think that there's a point when the Pirate Lord was out of the Sea of Thieves, had kids, his kids came to the Sea of Thieves after he came back to the Sea of Thieves years later hung out with Grace, Jim and Ruby died and now his kids are trying to become Pirate Legend to go visit him in Athena's Tavern. I I just need their gamer tags. Give me the gamer tags and I'll invite them to party. I'll take them down. They can go see him. It's easy. It's like piece of pie. It's like piece of Pumpkin pie. That's that's basically it, guys. She talks a little bit about the wilds, uh, and she doesn't feel comfortable going back. But all in all, the lore for this stuff has just got my mind so wrapped up in all the possible theories about what's going on with the Sea Thieves, what is going to happen in the future, what we could possibly see, how people tie together, and... Here's here's the real kicker. Here is the coolest bit of news. This is all coming in right as the Athena's Fortune book is coming at the end of October. And this is the first episode to solidify the idea and to let you know I got a contest going. I've got two contests going, actually. I'm going to tell you about them right now. So, if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably already seen this. I'm running a Twitter uh, Gleam giveaway. Um, I'm running two giveaways. Uh, The first giveaway is based on Gleam, and it's through Twitter. It's to try and help my Twitter page get promotion. I'm going to be giving away a copy of Athena's Fortune. The winner doesn't have to worry about shipping. I'll take care of it, whatever it costs to ship it. I'm going to open up worldwide for that one, just so that I can get one of those out, and it's going to have the most exposure. Uh, because anyone can create a, a Twitter account. The other one I'm doing is just for you guys. It's just for you. and the way I'm doing it is is simple. Now, I know a lot of people don't have iPhones. In fact, I, I see the analytics on this. so I know a, a decent portion of you don't have iPhones. That's why I'm running the Twitter poll or not Twitter poll, the Twitter giveaway. For anyone that has an iPhone, this is the way you enter into the podcast con or giveaway. Go on to iTunes or the Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's called now. Go into Apple Podcasts, look up Keelhauled, go down, give it a rating, an honest rating, and a giveaway, or, and, and a review. I just want honest opinions here, hopefully because you enjoy what I do and know that I'm doing it from the bottom of my heart because I just I love the game and I love your support. So go to Apple Podcasts, give me a review, doesn't matter what it is, I read them all. Any review that is on there, is already eligible. So if you've put in a review, you're one of the first first people to put in a review way back in like February, March, September, or you know or March, April, May, doesn't matter. Those are all eligible. I will count them all up. I will hit uh, put a number to them randomly, and then I will randomly select a number using some random number generator and the winner gets the copy of the book. And this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restrict to Canada, United States, and England. Those are going to be the three territories that I'm going to ship this one to. I, I'm only doing this one for those areas because those are the largest areas where the podcast is, is at. So if you are not doing, if, if you can't do the podcast one, still go onto my Twitter, and still do the uh, the the contest through there it's real simple it's you just got to log in you just got to click retweet tweet follow me on twitch if you want a bonus and subscribe to the youtube it's just for for me trying to help get a little more promotion from Keelhauled, cuz I don't do ads. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed. I don't do ads. Uh, I've never been a big fan of ads. Ads would help me, but I hate the idea of having to talk about something not in the context of Sea of Thieves. Um, I like the fact that this show is constantly about Sea of Thieves, and you never have to hear me talk about um, Audible or or other places. Things like you know, you're never gonna hear like a cooking ad from me. That would just feel weird. Uh, so do me a favor help me become bigger help me help me grow as a as a as a social media as a podcaster go do a review to enter into the giveaway for Athena's fortune the poll for this ends and it's i'm i'm trying to be generous with this it's going to end on the 21st of October, because the book is going to come out the 23rd. So I've, I'm going to pick a, I'm going to Sunday. I'm is the end of the Twitter one. Sunday is the end of the podcast one. I'm going to pick a pick winners for both. And then I'm going to uh, need the, the need your information like ASAP. Once I find out that way I can send them to you when they, so hopefully you'll get them first day. I'm hoping, here's what I'm hoping. I've got two ordered. I want to be able to change the address for them through Amazon. So I can just ship them directly to you so that they'll arrive the first day that they're available. Cause I know like, like you, I really want to read this book to find out what's going on with Athena's fortune. And I would hate to have you win this and then have to wait more time than it's actually released to actually get it. That would, ah, oh man, that would, I would hate that, but I would still appreciate the fact that it, you know, if I won something, I would obviously wait for it regardless, but Regardless, that's how you do the podcast con- or a giveaway. Uh, go give me a review and a rating, um, and then I'll pick the winner on the 21st. To let you know who you are. You got about 24 hours to let me know so I can get this change in because I still got school work, that kind of stuff. But anyone that's already put in a review, you're already in in the uh, you're already in the in the pot as it were, for, for who gets to get picked. I'll keep you guys updated next week. I'm going to mention this again. I'll, I'll probably have it a lot better trimmed up. So I'll know what to say better. Um, but dude, guys, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I can't wait. Um, I think that's going to do, do it for this episode. I'm not sure. Hold on. Let me, let me check. Okay. I just checked. This is a really long episode. I'm sorry. I babbled a lot. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just this once, just this once, I'm sorry guys, I'm gonna forgo the captain's log. Really, all, all my time out on the sea has been trying to shorten uh, Athena speedruns with Captain Nightmare. Him and I have been going out and we've been trying to get done uh, Athena's Fortune speedruns in the devil's roar because they're super profitable we've been grabbing like three skulls at a time and then just the athena's chest our our best time so far is an hour and seven minutes which to me doing on a sloop in devil's roar is awesome so that's it as far as what i've been doing i'm gonna forgo the the first mate's log because it's already a long episode next week next week we're, we're going to get more information on stuff going on with cargo runs. Hopefully, they don't get pushed. Hopefully, that, that we get the more commendations. I'll definitely talk about those. I'll have a good captain story. I'll pull a first mate's log. Hopefully, we'll get some reviews in so that I can talk about them. Pirates, thank you. I love you guys. If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do it. First place, email. C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can send me an email anytime. I read them all, and I usually read them on air. If you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. That's how you can find me to get into the con- into the giveaway for the book as well. If you want to play with me, uh, it's, it's not always easy, but I try to make it as easy as possible. C-A-P-T-A-I-N L-O-G-U-N. Captain Logan, that's my gamer tag. If you want to find me, there's a Discord server link in the show notes. Join Discord. Join the community. If you're one of the people out there that haven't joined the Discord for the speculation, for the looking for group, for the random stuff that gets put in there, you got to do it. It's such a good community. Everyone in there is awesome, and I love them for being in there. It's really chill. No one is mean. No one's no one's upset. I don't do any of the ranking stuff, so you don't have to worry about people like looking down on you because you're a, a level one swabby don't worry about that just come in enjoy yourself be a cool pirate and find other people to be cool pirates with that's it guys uh i love you thank you look forward to sailing with you on the sea of